Okay, so it's the morning after your escapades at the docks, and the morning kind of opens up on this run-down old tavern. There's fresh boards on the window that were smashed out the other day when Brunner had thrown a disagreeing patron through them, which not Brunner working behind the bar. It's a uh, elf of some sort working behind there, just busying herself away. The tables are almost empty at this point, except for one where a lone female woman is sitting. Well, my name is Noriko Kawakami. I am a samurai. I am aged 28. I'm sitting alone at a table, thinking. It's been a very long night. Felden's snoring kept me up most of the night. I tried hitting him with the pillow, but that seemed to do absolutely nothing. Then there was a really strange smell. I don't know what it was. I think it was coming from Doran's bag. He must have left something in there from yesterday. <sighs> Probably the worst sleep ever, but it was still something. Managed to come through okay. The only good roommate seemed to be Honey, but I'm going to have to check my wallet. I don't know if she lifted anything or maybe says I accidentally dropped some coins, but they seem like a good group. Hopefully, they'll be able to help me get to where we need to go in one piece without getting in trouble from someone stealing, someone wandering off. Who knows? Feeling a little cranky, but today's a new day, and I'm kind of excited to see where this odd group of people take me. Speaking of wandering, down the stairs comes Dora. Oh, hi, gozaimasu. So Dorn walks up to Noriko's table and uh, starts stretching out a little bit. Just kind of got a kink in his neck and just looks over to Noriko and said, Did, now did Felden snore keep you up too? Oh, yes. Does, did anyone talk to him about that? Does, maybe you could get some nose plugs, something. I barely slept a wink. I thought there was nothing I'd like less about sleeping in the city compared to being in the forest, but I seem to have found it in that oh. last snore. It hey, is, wait a second. It is insufferable. You brought the forest with you. There was a smell coming out of your bag. Oh, I that, smelled it. That's possum. Would you like some? Um, you know what? I'm good. I, I think I forgot my salmon that I bought yesterday in my bag, but you know what? I'll, I'll take my chances on that. It, but you know what? Thanks, Doran. Uh, it's here if you want it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it'll be there for... Well, it's been there for quite a while, so sure, a little longer won't kill it. Why don't I head over to the bar? I'm going to get us something to drink. What can I get you, Noriko? I don't trust the water around here, so if you don't well, mind grabbing me some ale, at least that seems like it might be drinkable. I think that's hopefully. a safe bet. I'll, I'll get two ales for us. <laughs> All right, thanks. With that, Doran's going to walk over to the uh, to the bar. All right. Yeah, it's working the bar. It's a, uh, a female elf. She has half of her head shaved, the other half kind of pulled back into a bit of a ponytail that drapes over her shoulder. Uh, she's wearing a very well-worn-in uh, apron uh, underneath, which is just some kind of plain clothing. She doesn't look like a very wealthy person. Smiles at you as it come up. Uh, doesn't show any teeth, though. Just kind of a bit of a shy smile. And uh, what would you like to drink? Uh, I'd like to get two ales if I could. Oh, it's five o'clock somewhere. That's what I like to say. And uh, she pulls you 
a couple of mugs, and then after she pours a couple of mugs, she stops. She goes, oh, did you want to buy the gallon again? If, the, if there's still a gallon option after last night, absolutely, I'll take another yeah. gallon. Yeah, Bruner prefers it if we sell it by the gallon. So yeah, uh, one gallon or two? Well, I think it's only two of us. What, it was one gallon for two people? Is that, what's the... Uh, well, one gallon's more than enough for me and, like, my friends, but, uh... I had a long night. Better make it two, Doran. <laughs> yeah, I, I seem to remember the story of quite a few gallons going to your table uh, last night. That's <laughs> fair. I'll go with two for now, then. All right. All right, so she uh, pours the mugs into a gallon and kind of hangs them off the gallon on these little hooks that are kind of hooked on it and uh, pushes it over. And until we look over at, at Nori, what do, what, do, what do we see? She's sitting at the table. She's semi-hungover. Her hair is tied back in a loose ponytail. She's got inky, dark, black, thick hair. She's wearing her full armor, as usual. She never goes without her armor. And she's got a naganata strapped to her back, as usual. She never goes anywhere without it. She's wearing full samurai armor. She's got black gauntlets on. She's sitting at the table, looking sort of out of place, because she's fully armored, and everybody else is just kind of walking around in their normal clothes, but that's her style, it's what she likes to do. She also has kind of a serious look on her face, but doesn't necessarily mean anything. She's just a little grumpy because she didn't sleep super great, but she's kind of looking forward to seeing the others whenever they decide to wake up, so she's just content to drink her one gallon of beer and hope for the best. <laughs> for the best. There you go. And she's human? Yeah, she's human. Alright, and she looks back at you, Doran, and what does she see when she looks at you? So she sees a human man. Uh, Doran is a woodsman, and so he's dressed in a lot of, uh, like, earth tones, leather boots, a lot of, like, leather, or the man-made fabric is, like, woven heavy things. Um, he's the kind of guy that is always, you know, walking through swamps, mud, things like that, so everything has been dirty, but is now scrubbed clean. But it's still stained, so it's 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 very well worn, but but as clean as much as possible. And he is he's in his mid forties, but as a woodsman, this is a guy that has slept outside every single day. So he looks every one of his mid forty years. And uh, coming back, you're gonna get wafts of campfire. All his clothes are gonna smell. It's like very much of campfires, and so hints of soap. Everything's been scrubbed pretty clean, but. He, can't get rid of that campfire smell, so that's going to be coming along with him as he walks back. Black hair, it's going to be pulled back long, covered in a pointail with a bit of twine, and uh, shocks of gray through his black hair and goatee as he, as he walks back, you notice. Oh yeah, she smells that campfire smell, but it doesn't necessarily bother her because yesterday was like way worse, so she's totally okay with how he smells today. <laughs> and, you know, she just smells, she likes to bathe, so in her culture, bathing is strongly encouraged and kind of socially ex like expected of people so she had a, a nice wash up first thing when she woke up so she's feeling a lot more refreshed though still quite hungover but she tried to make herself look as presentable as possible although some of her hair has kind of fallen out a little bit but she's trying to hope that nobody notices it was worth it paying Bruner for the extra oh, yeah. for the clean water thing eh? Oh yeah, she's kind of secretly super grateful because it could have been way worse. So as you two sit there and you're kind of nursing your hangovers and 
filling your stomachs with brew. Uh, you hear the light, feathery steps of your other companion coming down. And Honey comes down and she is looking much happier and more awake than her friends. Her hair is an absolute rat's nest. She <laughs> she does, however, look well rested and she yawns and stretches her arms over her head. Oh, I slept like a baby, you guys. That was wonderful. <laughs> and uh, she's quite pleased to have companions again and thinks to herself, you know, quite lucky. She's going to get them going where she wants to go because she knows how to play everyone. But she looks at the ale and kind of raises an eyebrow like, oh, you guys, you don't pull that out until 3 p.m. Where's the cider? I'm going to go get some cider. It was the only thing that looked drinkable. Oh. <laughs> and so she traipses off and she is in her early 20s, or she appears to be, I guess. And she stands at a whopping two foot eleven, or two foot eight even. She's only the size of your dog. And <laughs> um, she has dark brown hair. She's wearing a, a very wrinkled hooded blue robe. And yeah, her shoes look a little bit well worn. She has absolutely immaculate hair size. And yeah, she's in a great mood. She kind of stops at the bar. Do you have any cider? Oh, oh, I didn't even see you there. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Little fingers hooked on the bar. <laughs> she leans up. It's very <laughs> rare we see someone of your kind here. Uh, yes, yes, we have cider. Would you like a mug of it? Yes, please. That will be four copper pieces, please. Okay. And she waits for the, the drink to be served and kind of a comically big mug mm-hmm. and um i guess it's worth throwing in that unlike a halfling or a gnome or something she is proportional she could be an elf where she like three times the size but she isn't <clears throat> she's just a very dinky little fairy and she has kind of ragged moth wings that like her robe are looking kind of worse for wear but no yeah, she very self-satisfied returns to the table and thumps the mug down on the table and does another happy sigh. Mm-hmm. <sighs> the aroma from the cider is quite inviting. <laughs> it uh, tastes like, or it smells, I mean, as if it was just freshly made within the last week or so. It's so much better than the ale, you guys. You really should try something. How is it you managed to sleep at all? Like, oh. did you just not hear what we heard? I really like some white noise. White <laughs> noise? If there's a healer or something here, but we got to get you here and test it. Because oh. I am genuinely concerned that you had a good sleep in, sleep in, in the vicinity of Felder. I, well, I slept well. Do I really want to fix it? Well, I, I suppose. Or maybe figure out how to how to hurt me so that I can sleep just as well. <laughs> I could manage that. <laughs> and thus Q-tips were invented. And speak of the devil, downstairs comes Felden. Good morning, everyone. Ohio Gazimas, speaking of the devil, you just decided to just come waltzing in here. Yes, I had to finish my shower and I 
slept like a baby. How did you all oh. sleep? Oh, thanks. It was so kind of you to ask, you know, for those of us who got sleep, the rest of us, oh, seems like you and Honey. Doran, can you just... What, were you both out partying all night? No, but you certainly didn't help my hangover. Oh, They're oh. just hungover. It's okay. It is. Well, if you'll excuse me, I'm just going to wander over to the bar. I need to ask the bartender a question. All right. right back. Does anyone know a spell of silence or something for this guy at night? Like, somebody? We should have had a mage on our team. Yeah, so you walk over to the bar. Uh, the floor is still sticky beneath your feet as you go. Uh, and behind the bar, yeah, you see the quaint-looking barmaid with a very worn apron on, shy smile on her face as you approach. Uh, good day. Um, I was wondering, is uh, when is Bruno getting in? I have a question. He usually comes in uh, for the lunch rush and stays throughout the day till close. So, what time is it now? Uh, it's about nine o'clock, I think. A few hours. All right, thank you. What do you have for drinks? Uh, well, your friends, they've gotten the ale and the cider. Other than that, we have water and some house wine. Hmm. I'll take your house wine. I need a little stronger pick-me-up. Alright. Would you like a uh, pitcher or a glass? Uh, just a glass. Just a glass? Alright. That will be five copper. Toss it with silver. Oh, thank you. Oh. And I'll make my way back over. Honey, what's he talking about needs a stronger pick-me-up? What? It, he's the one who slept the best out of all of us. I slept maybe two hours. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. hi. Um, <clears throat> to answer your question, um, sometimes you just need something to help invigorate the morning. Oh, okay. Well, do you have any of that for me? Because I'm just going on two hours sleep. I need another beer. Doran, can you please you have me another lot. one? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right. So you all sit down. Start uh, enjoying your drinks, and uh, yeah. Svelden, you yes. didn't get pushed into the high-pressure sales for uh, for a gallon of ale yourself. Uh, they asked me, but I um, I kindly refused and preferred my wine in the morning. You're gonna have to teach me that paladin resistance that you've got. That <laughs> come mighty handy. Oh, it might, apparently. They gouged you for the big stuff. Well, to be fair, I asked him because of, you know, not sleeping helps a little bit. Fair enough. Well, I see you may need a nap later then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Probably. This is what happens when we get a single room for everyone. I was pretty comfortable. I don't know. Oh, of course you were. You were just, you were out like a light. Next time we'll take two. Three rooms. You should have your own isolation room. I bet you kept room. the whole inn up. <laughs> and she leans over. She's just jealous because she didn't get a top bunk. Just <laughs> let it go. <laughs> I'm fine. That's a splendid morning. <laughs> so as you're sipping your wine there, Felden, uh, what do people see? Well, people see a well-armored drow. Stands quite tall, around 6'4". 200 or so pounds, not an averaged drow size. 
silver white hair, crimson eyes. Looks probably in his 40s, 50s maybe. You know, like he's around that not adolescent elf or drow age, but a little bit older. You know, he's in his what would be, I guess, the equivalent to the human 25. Looks like a weathered 25, though. Like he has seen a little bit of action, but um, it's just a drow. Dark skin, silver hair, crimson eyes, nice shiny armor. Could be pompous, you're not quite sure yet. (laughs) (laughs) Nariko thinks that he spends way too much time polishing that. Like, who has time for that? Uh, Must keep up appearances. So, Doran, as you're sitting there, uh, you notice two individuals enter into the tavern. And uh, they go up to the barmaid, order something, and uh, grab a chair. One's a dwarf, one's a human. Uh, dwarf male, female human. With your passive perception, though, you hear the dwarf look at the, uh, the woman and say, Bah! She's here. I know she's here. I heard word of her running about yesterday, being held up by some woodsman running down the street, screaming about some fish or something. So, she's here. We'll find her. And, uh, then they kind of quiet their voices and continue their conversation. So I'm going to uh, turn back to the group, kind of in hushed tone, and just, hey, Felda, take a look. There's two folks that just came in over there. Yeah, those damn folks over there. I think they're talking, I think they're talking about Dory Salmon. And uh, they don't look, uh, you know, something suspicious about them. Do you want me to say hi? No, just keep an eye on it. Yeah, just keep an eye on it. I did hear them talking got a pretty keen ear for these sorts of things, uh, talking about, about the salmon market. Alright. So, yeah, I don't know. Salmon market? What, yeah. do they want my salmon? It's yeah. a day old. It's pretty old. Yeah, well, not old for you, I guess, but for the rest well, of us. I'm not old, Sam. <laughs> now, age possum, I will have. I'll age possum right. perfection, but old fish I do not mess with. <laughs> Whatever. It, it tastes actually alright. They're not after that, I assume. If we know what they're after. So what do we see when we look over at them? Like, what do they... You look over, uh, you see the dwarf. He has a shield on his back and a well-worn axe on his hip. Does not look particularly like the adventuring type. Looks more like a, like a businessman almost. Uh, his clothes are neat. Are those stained? Like his knees are... The knees are stained and the elbows are stained. Like they... The, neat, the clothes are good, but they're well-worn. Uh, the woman across from him, she is almost immaculate in how she looks. Her armor is shiny and well-kept. Her cloak is cleaned and tailored. Her hair is styled perfectly. She also has a shield and a sword on her hip. Roll a perception check. That is a 17. 17. You notice on her cloak, it's almost like a goldish crown emblazoned on her cloak, emblem on it. Roll a history check to see if you can identify it. Actually, with disadvantage due to where you were growing up. <laughs> and the <hell. laughs> <laughs> So one? Yeah, you have no idea. I don't like the way they're looking at it. Yeah. Us. Do you want me to go over to them? Maybe. Uh, maybe I think I could take same. both of them if they try to cause it trouble. Yeah. 
Well, you are pretty tough, but maybe leave the salmon just in case that's what they're after. Oh. Or offer the salmon. Maybe that's what they want. They want the salmon? They no. came all this way for salmon? Why? We did narrow, like, bring it down to seven. Seven silver, was it? We got a really good deal for it. Right. We did oh, yeah. that one guy, he did like you quite a bit last I checked. Maybe I never were... trust a fishmonger. That no. is one of my rules of life. You better do this weird group thing. Like, <sighs> great. Well, fine. I'll, I'll go see what they want you. Anyone wants to come with me, fine, but I'm I'm gonna go. I don't like the way they're looking at us. Okay. We're here for a reason. Oh, I guess. Okay, fine. Don't <laughs> don't try to come or anything, honey. Well, I, I do have this gallon of ale. Otherwise, I'd be happy to go help. All right, fine. I'd be glad oh. to come over with you. All right, I guess we'll um, take you. Dorn, could you um pass me a uh, pint of that uh, wonderful ale you have? I'd be happy to. Didn't you oh, just have you. wine? Shh. Oh, whatever. So we've got your back. We'll be watching back here to make sure no one comes up behind you. Wait a second. I don't need anyone watching my back. I can handle myself. We'll be fine. If they're causing trouble, I'll send them on their merry way, either in a casket or just out the front door, depending on my mood today. So who's all approaching the table? So Dorn's going to stay at the table with Honey. Okay. And then Mariko and Felden are going to go up and see what these people are And about. when I get there, I'm going to stumble and spill the ale on Gentleman that I'm next to the dwarf. Okay, yeah, like I'm already tips half in the bag. Yeah, and just oh, as he's doing that, Doran's gonna take uh, his gallon of ale and kind of clink glasses with honey and just go there a little bit of peace and quiet. Thank <laughs> <laughs> gosh. So as you walk up, the uh, floor is again, like I said, it's sticky and it squeaks under your feet. Uh, the dwarf is sitting at the table. He kind of leans over to turn his body to look at you. And just as he does, you do your trip and spill. Uh, roll a performance check. Let's see how well it is. Twelve. Twelve? All right. Yeah, that's an adequate job. You stumble, you spill a little bit. Uh, oh, pardon me, friend. Oh. Felden, I told you, you already had one too many today. It's not even ten o'clock yet. So, uh, I'm so sorry about that. He's got kind of a shocked look on his face, and he looks at the person across from him, the woman, and he says, See, Sildar, this is why you just, you don't drink in the mornings. Just, you wind up like this. Because, still. Wait, excuse me? Wind up like, like what? Can you... Like a drunken fool. Do you guys, do you guys want to drink? A drunken fool? Who are you calling a drunken fool? The fool who just spilled his drink on me. Oh, really? Do you want some? Felden! I'm a sheriff. <sighs> Did you just call my friend a drunken fool? Although, I hesitate to use the word friend, I guess, but he's standing next to me, so it's kind of awkward Isn't if I'm she a peach? <laughs> <laughs> I'll deal with you afterwards. We're not done yet. He says, well, my first impression is a drunken fool. Okay, you know what? Why don't we take that outside? How about that? It's escalated really quick. <laughs> Felden! I just want to come on by and ask drink. <sighs> Felden, you can stop it now. Should we, what do you figure, honey? Should we, is it, should we probably head over? <laughs> She's just watching back there like, he didn't see that drunk he, when he was over there. It's, this is uh, ale. It is, I, uh, it'll I, have that effect. I don't know. Does it look like they need us? 
Honey, as like... you look over and your vision kind of narrows in on them, you recognize that dwarf Ooh. sitting there. Where do I recognize him from? You recognize him, uh, he and the woman next to him have all have made voyages into the Feywild looking for artifacts in regards to some mine or something. Okay. Uh, he's always courteous and nice, paid well, kind of made a, a genuine impact on you that was, that was quite admirable. I like paying well. Felden, <laughs> can you hey, even do anything? Well, well, I'll take well, the door if you take I, the other I, one. I, I sit down. <sighs> and Honey gets down from her chair. Come on, Doran, actually, we should probably stop him before he spills any more of that ale. No, I don't want your drink. It's not mine, you get a fresh one. Yeah, go get it and go elsewhere. We're waiting for some. Actually, actually, drunken fool. Wait a second, stop Have calling seen... my friend well, that. It's, it's okay. Have you seen a fairy around these parts by chance? I don't know. Have I we? don't know, but that's kind of rude. You might not want to say that about people. <laughs> not that type of fairy yet. Fool. Well, I don't know. Why should we tell like you? One with wings. Because she's a good, good friend of mine. Yeah, you're the one calling my friend a drunken fool. Why would you even ask him that then? If you think he's so drunk and can't see anything. It's been my experience. She's got an anger problem. Drunks really have loose lips. Shut up, Felden. I'm trying to handle the situation. Why don't you just sit down and talk to them? Why? They just called you names. Like it is dishonorable. And Doran would be taking one. I did. Like, I did pour my drink on him. And fine then. If you over. if you won't help, then I'll take them out myself. I'll take both of them out. Okay, maybe we don't have to take anyone out. Actually, hi. There's hi. a fairy. Long time no see. Honey, you shouldn't <laughs> be here. They're asking time. about a, f- a fairy or something. You don't. We don't know what they want. They could be dangerous. Uh, they could be. But I know that. Really, Felden. like so could Doran. So could Felden and. This guy, he knows a party when he sees one. Yes, yes. Come, take, sit I down. I can drop honey. this act now? If you can. I that do apologize. Be, I spilled my drink. My a, friend oh. overheard you say some things, and I felt, well, what a better way to introduce myself than pour my drink on you. Felder, were you going to let me fight them while still pretending to be drunk the whole time? Well, I was going to try not to have oh my, an altercation uh, in the bar. Did you not see what happened? Yes, when I... When Bruno threw that man out of his bar? <sighs> Look, I want you both to know, as soon as, as soon as we saw a fight with Bruno and Honey and I were over there... Well, yeah, we got your back. Your, 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 your drink. I didn't drink any of it. Are you sure? I'm positive. I just spilled it on the mic. Well, I'll take it back. Then. Oh, thank you. Well, well I'm not <laughs> sitting with them. Not until I know what they want. No, Why are they here? Suit yourself. These guys are great. And Honey pulls herself up into a chair. Yeah. So, nice to see you on the, this plane. What are you up to? Well, that mine that I was looking for, I found it. Oh, really? Yes. And she perks right up. And I'm looking for adventurers to to help me claim it now. I've got some of those. When I heard the description of you being carried aloft by a woodsman running through town yelling about fish, I I knew it had to be you. (laughs) I'm so flattered you remember me. (laughs) So that could have been anyone. Well, she is one of a kind, after all. So you're not after my fish. The no. salmon I bought yesterday. See? Day-old salmon. 
It Ooh, is that. actually that's critique. What, now that's what I thought. <laughs> Doran, you're the one who eats like a squirrel that's a week old. I smelled it in your bag no. last night. All night. Correction. Only when it's aged to perfection. Oh, come on, you guys. Uh, honey, uh, what, what are your friends' names? Ah, uh, sorry. Gunner gets up. Well, the dwarf gets up, brushes his knees off, and his hands kind of <laughs> smushes some of the beer off of his chest. Stands up straight. Extends a stubby hand towards you. Says, I am Gungeon Rock Seeker. Pleased to meet you. Runner Felden. Pleasure. And you? We don't shake hands in my culture, but fine. I can do this awkward thing that you guys do here. My name is Noriko Kawakami. I am nice from Nihon. You. Uh, DM, you said uh, Rock Seeker? Yes. And he, uh, like, not like a regular handshake. He grabs, like, your wrist. Oh. And he's got like this, his hands are like soot covered almost, and they leave like Ugh. black streaks on you as he shakes your hand. He's like, good to meet you. She looks at her hand and... Ah, sorry about that. It kind of comes with the trade. Mm. And with that, uh, Doran's going to step over and introduce himself. And in Dwarvish, just shake hands and you say that his name is Doran Amberwood. And then kind of gesturing to Narika, just to Narika say, don't mind her. Uh, I wish I could tell you she gets better, but she doesn't. <laughs> she side-eyes Doran, but doesn't say anything because she has no idea what they're saying. And just tries to assume that everything is fine. Yeah. Yeah, he says, ah, she just kind of reminds me of my sister, actually. <laughs> so, I, don't, I don't mind it at all. It was, it was the beer, though, that got me. He says this all in Dwarven. She's like, uh, nice use of the language, though. What, uh... What dialect is that? Well, it's it's all it's, it's a lot of book reading and a lot of self-taught. I don't exactly know. Some of the tenses might be off, but I'm glad uh, I'm glad it passed the test. Uh, that's why it sounds so weird. But good on you for teaching yourself. And uh, the four of you, as you look, Sildar, she actually had her sword out underneath the table, and she kind of stands up and slides it into the sheath, and she looks at all of these. Oh, well met. Glad that uh, this confrontation was solved amicably. Solved? I hope we are not going to have any more problems, are we? Oh. Well, as long as you don't try and force us to eat some day-old fish, I think we'll be fine. And some... What was it you said he had in his he bag? He was a squirrel, I think, but it was hard to tell at that point. Oh, your travelers must be fresh from the road, then, if you're still carrying the squirrels around. Well, it's possum, and it's a delicacy, and you're not welcome to any of it. <laughs> Hopefully one day I will change your mind. We'll see. So I heard someone mention something about, about mine. Is that what you said? Yes. Yes. I'll let uh, Gundren continue explaining things. Uh, my apologies. And your, and your name? I am Sildar. Sildar. Sildar of Crown Seeker. The Crown Seeker. Is that just a last name, or are you looking for something? No, that is my last name. I am originally from Coromadir. My family has, uh, in the past, uh, fought several wars in seeking the crown, which is why the name is more of a curse than, than anything. And Sulu is what race? The human. human. Yeah. Family of warriors, I hope? Yes, yes. But now more merchants than anything. Merchants. And uh, as she goes back to her seat, she kind of beckons at the, the chairs around you and waves over the elf and uh, the elf barkeep, she just kind of automatically gets into mode and she brings over some other chairs and starts transferring your drinks over to the table. And Gunner says, yes, honey, so 
You've always got some adventures around you. I do. They're all pretty talented. And they would all love to come on, you know, what was it again? Yes, uh, opening the mine. Yeah, and, that uh, one. Some strong hands to clear out this mine. There's uh, some undead and some other monsters that are wreaking havoc in it. Felden and Doran handled a green dragon. Yeah. A green dragon yeah. slams his hand on the table. It's like, I must hear this. Tell me, tell me. Go ahead. Well, we stumbled upon a, a smell and we searched it out and found a cave with a green dragon and we, um, as Doran would put it, uh, mostly, nearly, partially killed it. That's right. Mostly killed it. It was a green dragon in the prime of its life, as I recall. Mm -hmm. A real fearsome specimen and I nearly killed it. Oh, yeah. That's right. But you didn't kill it, Well, it might be dead by now. It it might be? Could very well be dead. We certainly hope so. Mm -hmm. Green dragons are known to be quite vicious. It's going to be down a bit of gold. Yeah, they do hold blood. grudges, you know. They don't forget when you steal from them. Well, who yeah, so anyway, they would be awesome with undead, and all of those those things that you just mentioned. It would be easy, so easy. But you stole from a green dragon, and you didn't kill it. Well, mostly well, they killed. Mostly, mostly killed, killed it, as it. they say. I wasn't there, so yeah, I can't dead. say for sure. I mean, we definitely uh, killed some kobolds. Oh, like oh yeah, people died. <laughs> <laughs> That they did. <laughs> Alright, well, you've gotten away scot free so far, so I'm They're sure they're very that we talented. Can. And Noriko's very promising, you know, we're all just gonna, you know, what, uh, she what a few goblins. A few. I slayed at least three by myself. That would be a few. It's more than two. And yeah, three. Less than five. Well, if there were more, I probably would have killed them too, to be fair. Less than five, more than one. That's a party of goblins. At least I killed something. It wasn't mostly killed. They were very, very dead as far as I'm concerned. Now, one of those goblins I did shoot, so that one was also mostly killed by myself. Mm. Okay, yes, you were the only one who actually uh, did that's something. That's a tally of two things that I've nearly killed. All right. I apologize, Doran. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate it. So Sildar uh, kind of jumps in and says, Yes, uh... The mine needs to be cleared out. Uh, myself, with the backing of the Lord's Alliance, are funding this expedition uh, with Gundren here and his two brothers. So, we need some adventurers to take some shipments from Neverwinter here down to Phandalin. That is where the mine is locally located. From that point, you will then meet one of Gundren's brothers and be taken there, and combat and adventure will ensue. We have some contracts written up. Contracts? What is this business of contracts? Well, due to it being a mine that's being opened up, Gundren knows that it's quite difficult to find adventures currently. Hmm. So we're offering a pay-by-play, essentially. You will go in, do battle, you will find magical items and gold. The mine is reportedly to be quite rich. So we are offering you a share in it, as well as any magical items that you do find. As long as you record them, uh, we will be able to uh, give them to you, sign them over to you. And what 
percentage of this share will we get for our help? Well, myself and the Lord's Alliance, we thought 5% was going to be more than enough, but Gundren here seems to think that 10%. 10% for almost dying to open up your mind so that you can lay your hands on all of that lovely treasure and money and whatever else is in there? Yes, but 10% of that would be yours. 10%? Like mm. each? And she bats her eyelashes very hopefully. <laughs> Uh, no. That'd be 10% for your group. Noriko scowls. 10%. That would be ongoing, though. The last contract my family tried to sign didn't go so well for us. I'm not a big fan of signing something like this. 10%? Surely we can negotiate a little bit? There must be some wiggle room. Ah, that's what I like to hear. A little negotiation going on at the table. Yes, absolutely, there's, there's wiggle room. But what are you, additionally, are you bringing to the table? Well, I come from a long family of samurai, a very proud family. I'm trained to fight ever since I was a child. I'll kill whatever's in that cave. I don't care what it is. That's a little fight, right? I've, <laughs> I've heard that from many a street urchin that I've sent down there. Unfortunately, none of them returned. How many samurai have you met in your life, dwarf? You are my first. Well. I've heard of you, though. What would you say to um, 15% for our group? Tell me what your skills are. Well, um, I'm a paladin. To which god? Bethander. Bethander, the morning lord. Mm -hmm. Alright. And you? Um, I'm a bit of a woodsman, you could say, and I'm not one to brag. But I'm probably the finest tracker in Shaw you've ever come across. But it don't come cheap. And this acorn pouch of mine needs to be filled before I'm going anywhere. Like he shakes it, looks around the table. Like I'm sure he, hmm. he's on par with the 15%. Well, he just nods at him. Yeah, 15% okay. plus this acorn pouch has got to get full. And he kind of looks at him. I presume you can read? <laughs> Absolutely, I can read. I know what you bring to the table, honey. Oh, yeah. We are pretty good friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've never seen a more <coughs> able sneak thief than you, so... I don't have anything to prove to a dwarf who has never met anyone from my homeland. Let alone under those terms. Your see. homeland is quite far away, and with the current wars going on, even my long lifespan would be hard for me to get over there. So I apologize, but I don't know you. I say, I say 15%, and perhaps we meet um, someone along the way that can also assist and aid in um, recovering your mind. If you do add anyone else to your party, the number's not going to go up. Well, no, that's why I'm negotiating, say, 15 now. If you now. recruit someone to increase our odds of succeeding on this venture, he's very convincing. If we can get more, I would say... We are worth at least 20% minimum. Time and effort. No one else can do this, but we're offering our kind services to do this for you. It would be my family's honor to fight whatever's in that cave. Now, I'll get you as far, I'll get you as far as Fandolin. And I'm not too worried about this. So it's a 15, 20% all sounds good. But I'll get you to Fandolin, and uh, I'll need 
four gallons of ale. This a couple of acorns. This is what we do. I'll say yes. That's a fair offer. Mm-hmm. I'm a fair man. Okay. When you say acorn, are you talking gold? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, it's, it's his value. He, he wants gold. he wants yeah. gold acorns. I'm sure as a dwarf you could smith something like that. So it's ale and two gold? Yes. Well, I'll take the ale. I was yes. going to yes. offer you each ten gold. Well, I'll take to escort down the supplies that I have. I think that's great. What? Mm-hmm. Um, no, he's actually talking about like real. No, no he's, not, he's not. He's not. I don't get. I don't know what he's not. He's getting talking about. Can you, can you talk to the real acorns? acorns? Talk, talk some sense to the man, please. Look, look in his bag. <clears throat> take a look. Is that all stubby fingers go over towards He's talking heart. about golden acorns, Felton. If you let him, he's going to pull the lip back and look inside. I wish you were. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll well, open the cover. That's so why I'm saying that's that. what he's talking about. <laughs> he sees the acorns. Then he looks at you. He looks at everyone else in the group and he looks at honey. Well, you can pay me his gold. Plus my acorns yeah. and, and our ale. I'll treat you to some possums down the road. Uh, this hey, can work now, out really well. I do Don't agree. If we can do it carry through for twenty percent, that would be most beneficial. And work twenty percent, say ten acorns. Ten golden acorns, right? Gold. Roll of persuasion. <laughs> With uh, yeah. Like you would have advantage and disadvantage, so we'll just do a straight roll. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be my charisma. Dorn, you could have acorns, but they could be made uh, of unless you real gold. A skill Solid well. gold. But I can't, you can't plant a tree with a golden acorn. No. Nope. You can't turn it into flower. You, you don't need to do that. It would just be Plus very so nice um, to look at. And it would be made of pure seven? gold. Who seven? doesn't want that? It's not gold. From what I'm hearing, uh, 10% seems pretty good. You know, you will have that 10% in perpetuity going forward for anything else that's mined. 10% and? <laughs> and some acorns. <laughs> it's sounding pretty good. I, I, he 10% had is acorns. half of what I asked for. We asked for 20%. Well, you asked for 20%. Don't you want 20%, honey? I, I lean You're saying in, you don't I, want I lean in, 20%? I look in his eyes and I try to intimidate and I say 15%. All right. My eyes just kind of twinkle a little bit. And, right. and with uh, Nori's talk as well, I'll let you roll with advantage. 17. 17. All right. He actually, he kind of like backs up from you and he looks over at Nori and he's like, I like you. You really remind me of my sister. It's like 15%. <laughs> she smiles reluctantly. Kind of likes this guy. She doesn't really know why, but he's. And I'll buy the first round. Decent. All right. That's a deal. All right. And he goes. Beckons the uh, barmaid over, yeah, shakes your hands. Everyone makes a deal. Beckons the barmaid over, she brings over some more mugs of ale. Yeah, so you drink a while. Uh, Sildar and Gundren uh, talked to you about the trip to Phandalin. Uh, it is fraught with peril, they tell you. <laughs> Sildar also brings out four small vials, healing vials for each of you. You can each take one. 
essentially a healing potion. So I'm going to be honest with you, you're not the first group I've sent down. Sent down quite a few souls that have not returned. The path to Phandalin is dangerous. Phandalin itself is dangerous. And the cave is very dangerous. As long as you're aware of that, I think, I think you'll hopefully make it out alive and see if you're mindful of it. Hopefully, we will. There you go. That's what I like to hear. You saved the best for last, isn't that what they say in these parts? <clears throat> yes. I think, I think, Dorn, you said something about that once. I don't know. I think likely did. That does sound like something I would say. These colloquial sayings they have here are very interesting. So what are we, now what are we taking down in our cart? Uh, we have goods for a couple of the uh, stores that are opening up down there. We have a uh, store of weapons, uh, some foodstuffs, and building supplies. Uh, Bandolin is still it's, it's not quite established as a town yet. You know, it's on its way there. Uh, the news of uh, me and my brothers finding the mine has leaked, so more people are coming uh, in expectation of wealth and riches coming soon. Uh, hopefully we can make those dreams a reality. More people or more orcs? I've heard that they will certainly try to find this place if they hear about it. Well, the threat of orcs is always real in that area of the, the reach here. There's quite a few tribes. The biggest tribe, well, it's not even orcs, really. The biggest tribe is a goblinoid tribe called the Kragmaws. Hmm. They're rampant throughout the area. I wonder if I killed a few of their little friends the other day. Oops. What are they called again? Sorry. Kragmaws. Spelled? C-R-A-G-M-A-W. Well, hopefully they'll come looking for me then. I have a few more I need to take out. I like this girl. <laughs> Honey, you want to go get a cider? You look like you can use a drink. Yes, please. Why don't we go over there and buy your cider? Awesome. All right, we'll be right back. She hops down from her chair and walks behind you. <clears throat> now, uh, Gungeon, um, when do you want us to leave? To say? Uh, I'll have the cart brought over uh, this evening. So you guys all can spend one more day here, and you leave in the morning. Hmm. Oh no, I have to spend another. Oh. Did anyone book another room? I take that as a no. Sildar person I'll be. So then, we're just you. as Honey's standing by the bar, and kind of just a little bit out of the earshot from the group, I just want to turn to Honey and just look. So are these? Are these two? Are they on the level? Like, what's your sense of these? I think they are. I can't say that. Like, I'm best friends with them, but I've seen enough of Gundry at, at least that, yeah, I think they're pretty decent, but we'll, we'll keep an eye out for each other just in case, you know. Can I, can I, can I level with you for a second? Look, I don't, I don't give a fig about a mine. <laughs> no, the first chance that I get, as long as I'm with Acorn in hand, I am out of here. 
So I'm well, getting to Fandolin with my acorns while they're getting as good. Didn't you care about the whole flirting lessons? Do you remember? I'm going to be the one who helps you find a wife. Well, that's why I'm going. I'm going We're to Fandolin. I'm going. That's that is true. You know? Felden's not helping you steal a baby. And the sooner he's out of earshot, the better, because I'm still on the idea of, of either <laughs> taking or persuading the kid to come back to the clan. And you know but, I'm on team stealing. But here's you know the the, the reason is. And I truly don't care about the mind. I, I'm here to find a wife and or a child to can grow I, the clan. Can I make a perception check to see if I hear him say that? Felden, what are they talking about? <laughs> Felden, did you hear what they were saying? That's a 20. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You hear him. You're not stealing a child! Oh, not that again. <laughs> Didn't I just, no, I was just kidding with you, Phil. Doran, you know me. How are you talking? You know me and my guys. jokes. I already have enough problems. I don't need angry parents tracking us down because you stole little Timmy or something. He's just got a great sense of humor. We weren't being serious. Yeah, it's just it's all in good fun. As you're standing there, uh, the floorboards underneath you start to almost bounce as you hear these heavy thudding footfalls. And through the front door comes that large dwarf that you guys saw the other night, Bruno, the owner of this tavern. And he walks in and his arms kind of on either side scrape against the door jam as he walks in, his giant bulk just plodding along. And he walks behind the bar, he looks at the barmaid and he says, Daisy, go home. And he just starts, grabs a cloth, spits on the top, on the Bar top and just starts wiping. <laughs> <laughs> um, I see you meant to, so I'm gonna head over to the bar. Excuse me, everyone. Um, Bruno, may I ask you a uh, personal question? Sure. How are you with your dwarven language? What's that supposed to mean? And I pull this out and I slide it on the bar. Uh. Tell me what that is, and if it's possible, if you can open it. I'll give you a couple of gold for your trouble. He looks it over in his hands, almost lovingly kind of rubbing his fingers over it as he feels the the runes on it and the grooves on it and everything. And if you can't, then you know someone who could in town. He says, oh, I, I can read these runes. It's like, this is uh, the exact thing that Bruno over there is looking for. I want to show him. Well, that's what I thought I was talking to. Bruno. Oh, uh, Gundren, sorry. Oh, sorry. All right. <laughs> there are a lot of dwarves right now. They all look the same. <laughs> all right, so I'll head back. Is that that weird box again? It is. Hmm. Um, Gundren, I was told you may be able to help me with my box. And he sees it and his eyes just go wide and, uh, he reaches out his hands to take it, and they're almost shaking as he reaches for it. If you can open it for me, I'll uh, give you a few gold. Uh, it's it's going to take some time to open this. Uh, and he's kind of dusts off the runes and stuff, and you just hear him kind of under his breath mouth the word, Chomsaw. Uh, Where did you find this? With the dragon. It's like... Uh, by a waterfall. I've been looking for that waterfall for months. Uh, 
after you had delivered the uh, supplies, I was going to ask you if you guys wanted to come and try and find this waterfall for me. Probably take you there before we leave. Well, this is what we needed. He's like, this puzzle box, it contains the heart of the Guardian. It's the only way for us to get into the mine after we get past the undead to actually get to the Forge of Spells. Hmm. That box? Hmm. Is that the dragon you mostly killed? Yeah, Doran mostly killed. I just took the box. Okay. (laughs) That dragon is, uh, Vanguard de Hast. You smell that one? V A N G E R D A H A S T. That's an ancient worm. I don't know how you guys got in and got out and aren't dead. This is amazing. Oh, thank you. After meeting this group, I'm not quite sure how they did either, to tell you the truth. But somehow... Well, he hands it back. He says, as much as I want that, 20%'s yours. No, his hands stay gripped on that as you say 20%. <laughs> it's like almost a tug of war. You're staring at each other. It's important. And now you know what capabilities mm. we have. Yeah. And then from the side, uh, Sildar's hand comes and rests on Gundren's forearm. Just says, Gundren, the sacrifice probably needs to be made. Gundren kind of grimaces, and he goes, fine. Hmm. 20% of the initial haul, and then hmm. 15% on going after him. Sounds fair. All right. Shake on Nice work, Felton. Hmm. Who'd have thought we would have the key to more money? Probably a key to a lot more than just money. I guess we'll find out, won't we? For everyone. And uh, Gundren says, okay, uh, I will go and uh, get that le- wagon loaded up, and then I'll have it sent over here. The rest <clears> of you <throat> enjoy your day and your night, and we'll meet up in Vandalin. Sildar and I will be riding down there probably later today. But I'll be meeting my brothers, and we'll be heading there separately from you. So you guys take care on the road. How far is Vandalin from here? It's about a two-day ride. Two-day ride. We don't have any horses. How are we going to get there? On foot? Just on like the carriage. Carriage. Which will have horses? Right. Suppose. And Honey's got her cider and she hops down and kind of leads Dorn back to the table. So what did we miss? Are you playing with that drinking box again? Yeah, it was. Uh, Gundren actually knew, kind of knew what hands. it is. Apparently it's the um, heart of the Guardian. And it just made us an extra 5%. Hmm. Uh, oh. Stuff mm-hmm. for a little box. He's not such a bad negotiator after all. Tuck it back in my pouch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, he watches you the whole time with it. Like, Look after that. It's my life. Slams the table. He's like, okay, we're off then. Without another word, he just kind of turns, looks at Honey. Honey. Gundren. And then they walk up the bar. So, how long do we got till we're heading out to family? Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, alright. As yep. you guys are there, 
The tavern starts to pick up as people start to come in for lunches. Some bards come in, string some instruments, and start playing. Um, in the meantime, I'm going to leave the bar. I'm going to look for Church of Bethanda or Church of Tamara. I'm going to head out along with you along the way, at least partially. I'm short and narrow. And, uh, you know, sure, I, I had said I'm going to be behind you and Nori every step of the way. Now there's fighting, there I'll be right behind you. Right behind us. Of course you Close, will be. But I'll, I'll be there. But I figure I probably shouldn't have a full quiver of arrows if we're heading out. I would agree, especially if you use your bow. You need arrows. Hopefully to hit things, won't you, Doran? I will. Mostly kill a lot of things. Mostly, yes. <laughs> well, ladies, we're off oh, to do some shopping. Yourself. And, well, I'm going to um, look for some aid as well. Okay. I think we're going to go off on a shopping trip of our own, don't you? I think that's a good idea. I need what? to explore this area more. I need to get used to this place. How about we meet back here for dinner, mm. drinks, and sleep? That sounds good sleep. to me. I, yes, I like the idea of sleep, yes. That's my favorite part of that, yes. So let's go. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so Doran and Felden... As you walk out the door, you're kind of on the main drag coming in off of the gate there, so there's like kind of stalls set up for like weapons and armor and stuff kind of all along the path to downtown. Uh, looking down the street, you can kind of see that the area gets richer as you kind of go up the hill, and you can see that it's kind of like a, uh, a religious sector up there right next to the, like the royal palace. You can see, not necessarily Lathander's symbol, but you can see numerous kind of symbols glinting off in the sunlight. I'll head that way. Okay. Are you going to follow Dawn or are you going to stay here for the shop? So you're going to see if there's something with a little pricey attack. Well, I'm going to, I need to get the arrow first, so I'm going to go do that. And just one. Just one, that's all I need. That's all I need, a special arrow. That'll tie me up and then um, it should be pretty good. Fair. Uh, just man to man, advice to advice. I will take it. When purchasing the arrow, Use copper, oh, right. silver, or gold. Right. And, but again, keep, no. keep the acorns in the bag for when you meet that special lady. Okay. Now, what, what what is the conversion rate in the off chance that they do take acorns? A lot. Probably right. more that's in your bag. Gotcha. Yeah, probably like many, many bags of acorns. <laughs> for one arrow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do not understand city folk, I'll tell you. We are an odd bunch. Absolutely. Well, anyways, I will meet you at the church in just a minute. See you then. Alright, yeah, so finding a weapon stall is quite easy as you're walking along. You see a little gnome that's kind of sitting there, a speeder kind of, he's sitting on a stool on a speeder just sitting in the air. He's got no one coming by right now. But uh, as you approach, he perks up. Kind of jumps up on the stool, uh, takes his hat off, does a bow to you, and he's got like this bright shock of blue hair, and just looks at you. He's like, "Ah, what can I do you for?" So this is Doran's first experience at a stall by himself. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's going to mimic exactly what he's seeing, which is like the same bow, a little bit of a flourish, <laughs> and, and <laughs> try to imitate the gnome <laughs> and just say. One arrow, please. <laughs> he looks at you and he's like, you messing with me? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to steal my tricks and then you just want one arrow? And I didn't, I didn't mean anything but that. 
Now, I just need one arrow, your finest arrow, if you don't mind. I've got this longbow here, and I'm kind of particular about my arrows. I, I try to make them as much as I can, but I'll look at what you got for sale. Alright. And then, uh, he kind of gets this, like, kind of like, almost like a surprise look on his face, and he goes digging around the back, and he pulls out a, uh, looks like a steel arrow. And he kind of lays it down in front of you, and he's like, that's my best arrow. Hmm, okay. Now he's going to take it and just check for balance a little bit. This is pretty good. I don't, I don't mind this at all. And, um, just hold it compared to Ms. Gwiver and the other arrows that he's got. So what are you what are you asking for this? That arrow's twenty-five gold. Twenty-five gold. Holy. That's the best arrow. That well, that is a pretty good price, I suppose. But uh look, um what's the uh, what's the Well let me make you an offer. And he's gonna reach into his acorn pouch. I shouldn't, because I'm running low. But this is going to slide it across. You ever find yourself in the forest? Well, this works just as good as well. What do you think? We got a deal? I live in a city, man. You <laughs> <laughs> never in the forest. What? An acorn? So, well, if, if it's not my acorn doesn't spin. And he pushes it back at you kind of aggressively. <laughs> <laughs> so what else you got for maybe a little bit more modest budget? Well, for a man rich in acorn, but maybe not rich in gold. Well, usually uh, my arrows go for 20 arrows for 5 silver. 20 arrows for 5 I guess silver. for 1, that would be 2 copper? 5 copper for 1. <laughs> <laughs> now that, that does check out. Alright, I suppose 1 arrow, 5 copper. I reckon I could do that. But, uh, and you can keep your acorn. Uh, you, uh, hands off. For one arrow, five copper, you are not getting an acorn, I promise you that, sir. And, uh, and I, if you find yourself in the forest, the conversion rate is not going to go in your favor, I promise you that. But, alright, this one time, five copper, one arrow, I'll do it. Glad you're doing business with you. My pleasure. So with that, I'll slide over five copper. Greedily grabs it up and puts it into a little lockbox that he has built into the side of his little cart there. You have yourself a good day. All right, well, pleasure, sir. Take care. You want to, uh, you want to point me in the direction of the? Uh, I'm looking for churches. What? Where do I head there? Ah, uh, you got all the money. Money always rolls uphill. Uh, he points kind of down the street uphill where the, the sectors are. He says, right up there. Doran's going to take one copper. Doran's going to take one copper and just roll it along the ground. Yeah. And head, head off in that direction. Fortunately, I feel. Yeah, you find that you have to uh, roll that copper a lot to get the roll up the hill consistently. But uh, you do it. That's hilarious. <laughs> right, Felden. Doesn't take you long as you're walking up the street. It's. Noon now, so it's quite busy. A lot of people going for lunches and stuff. People kind of flocking around. Lots of fishmongers bringing their catches up. And you know, lots of meat being hung up for people to buy. Taverns are going crazy right now. Lots of people coming and going. Music is lively. The whole place is really coming alive. And uh, as you kind of cross over, essentially, the threshold into the kind of royal sector, 
that all kind of dissipates. And it's a much more kind of calm and sober atmosphere. Do I see um, either Timora's face on a church or the, the, the son of Athanda anywhere? Yeah, uh, roll a d20. Nine. Nine? Uh, the first building that you come across that you recognize is Timora's. You see uh, the coin emblem over the, the threshold of the door. Okay. I'll walk, uh, I walk up to the door and I'll... <laughs> right. As you do, it just kind of opens as you kind of knock on it. As it opens, you kind of startle the priest who was walking by. Said, oh, oh, sorry, sir. Well, my apologies. I didn't mean to startle you. I just needed a place to pray for a moment. Come in, come in. It's always good to have a prayer and someone to listen to it. Tell me what's on your mind, young man. First, I um, I was given this call coin of um, Time War, and I was wondering if I could get it blessed, for starters, and, and second, um, just feel I may need a little luck moving forward. Lathanda has been kind to me, but sometimes you can always use an extra friend. Ah, a serious young lad. Um, give me the coin. He takes it and he kind of walks over to an altar. Puts it there and he puts the gold coin into a little lockbox down the side. And he starts kind of just murmuring over it. And uh, after a little while, he comes back uh, with it, hands it to you. Uh, roll a d20. <laughs> <laughs> One? It's not, it's not an auto fail. <laughs> but uh, what you get is uh, you'll have a plus two attack roll ability roll or anything. Any roll you can add a plus two. It's pretty good for that one. <laughs> okay. I wonder what 20 would have been. <laughs> plus 20 is 100. Plus two to attack, you said? Yeah, to any roll. Oh, to any roll. Okay. Kind of looks almost kind of ashamed as he hands it to me. He's like, ah. I've done better, but just the goddess just isn't here today. It's all right, Chris. It's all right. I understand. Sometimes it's hard, even for myself, being a paladin of Lathander, to to find our our gods. Sometimes they're they're busy folk. Yes, that they are. I'll sit down in a pew and I'm just gonna kind of guard it to myself. All right. Just kind of pray and hold the coin. Yeah. All right. Yeah, the priest just goes about his business, kind of tidying things up, waiting for more uh, practitioners to come, and uh, leaves you to your prayer in peace. Honey and Nori. <clears throat> so, from what I've kind of heard about your country and stuff, it's a kind of upper class place, right? Honor and. Massaging cows and stuff? Well, not everyone is from the samurai class, but my family was, so that's what I know. So maybe we like, we should wander, see what the nice neighborhood here is like. Maybe you can make a friend or two. 
make a friend or two. Yeah, or find some of that special beef, fresh fish. You had that special one in mind, right? Oh, it's Let's not so, just go see the sights. It's not so fresh anymore, but all right. I don't really know anyone here. Oh, no, we don't have to do that. Just watch. See that guy that's like all done up? That's an expensive suit. Look at the direction he's walking from. That's how we're going to find him. And she just kind of marches off in what appears to be where the rich people are coming from. Right. Honey, where where are you going? Come on. You want me to follow this person? Not, no, we're following where he came from. All right. Yeah. She that follows, honey. Okay. Roll a luck check. Just straight d20 roll. Mm. Uh, 14. Okay. All right, all right. Did we find our way? Yes, yes. You kind of take the turn that he, like down the at the street that he came from, down that street. There's a lot of bustling shops and stuff that are right down there. Uh, nothing really stands out to you as you initially make your way down. But as you go, you see a, uh, it's kind of like a dark alley off to the left. And then the, the street kind of curves to the right, goes up a bit of a hill, and there is a almost like a manor, but it looks like it's like open for business for lunch or something. Okay. Are there lots of people there? A fair bit of people milling around. <clears throat> yeah. Let's go see what this is about. Wait, you mean that big, huge building over there? Yeah, it's beautiful. You like? Wouldn't you like to see a really nice garden? Maybe they have one there. Probably doesn't look like the gardens where I'm from. Probably not, but, you you know, get culture and you're out here. What's down that alley there, though? It's not very well lit. You want to go down the dark alley, and I want to go see the nice gardens. Well, it's not like I want to. I was just asking what's down there. <laughs> Probably garbage. That's usually where rich people stick at. Right? Let's go see the garden. All right, all right. We probably should stay together just because I don't really know where anybody else went off to, and I don't know this neighborhood. This house looks very strange. I like the architecture, though. It's, it's very right. different. It's really pretty. As where would the biggest crowd be? Uh, at the manor, it seems like they're kind of all kind of in the entryway. Okay. There's a big crowd of people. Okay, what's going on? Honey, you're pretty well-traveled. As you approach it, realize that this is definitely a house of pleasure. <laughs> uh, the women are not like scantily clad, but they're very risque. Is this, is this how people dress here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's just gonna lead you right on. The guys are all pretty well dressed though, right? Yes, yes. Like, Why are there so many so men with these women here? I don't understand. Yeah. Oh, just now there's women of every race you can think of. There's dragonborn, there's gnomes, there's halflings, there's elves, there's even a, a minotaur walking around. Uh, very risque clothing. There's an old bard in the corner kind of string uh, playing a very long-necked instrument. You see money exchange hands and then you see women lead men away. Honey, what what's going on here? I don't understand. Oh, well, it's, you know, it looks like everyone here is having fun, but I think I might recognize that guy, actually. 
just wait here for one second. You're just going to leave me no, here? Like, it's okay. It's okay. Just stay by the entry. Where's that? Where's that Minotaur going with that? With those two men? I don't understand. Like, is there? A, is this a hotel? It's very odd. Well, maybe everyone's friends here. Uh -huh. I, I think I know that guy. Just, just give me one second. And she sneaks over to the bard, and is speaking with him really quietly, and comes back, and there are tears in her eyes. And she, what happened? Did he, he say something to you? He called me a butthead. He what? <laughs> he called you a... I don't... Is that an insult in this area? Start a fight. Where is this... Where is this bard? Do you see him over in the corner? Hey! Hey! Did you... Did you call her... What's that? What is that word again? <laughs> Did you call her that? As you yell at him, first he thinks that you're like, like wanting to get his attention. He kind of smiles at you. <laughs> pearly whites just going, and then he sees like the, the anger undertones. There. He's like really confused as he's playing, and he like misses a note almost, and he's like, Bart, "What is going? Why is he smiling at me? He's being very odd." He's and he's mocking you. What? What did he say about me? What is this something in your culture? Like why is he smiling at me? What is going on? I don't know. It's just Bard! What what did you say to this this fairy? Like she started getting attention. Yes. Yes, a lot of attention. There's uh, an elderly not elderly, but an older woman comes up to you. She's very well dressed. Uh, tight fitting clothing, uh, very Business-like, and she comes up to you. Excuse me, um, why are you yelling at my bard? Well, I don't know what your bard's problem is, but he called her. What was that word again? A butthead. He called her a butthead. He called my friend a butthead, and I assume in this I, language it is not a nice word. I find it highly unlikely that Percy would call anyone a butthead. In the midst of this, while she is attracting all the attention, could Honey try? Thieving a little bit. <laughs> 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 yeah. Rich guys. Yeah, yeah. Roll, uh, yeah, your sleight of hand with okay. advantage. As everyone's watching this. No, 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 no. You have advantage. Everyone's no. eyes are on this samurai. <laughs> Please tell me you have like a plus ten. No, no. I, I hope I do. Sleight of hand. Sleight of hand. I better. <laughs> Noriko's confused and she's okay. standing there 11. looking at this lady Eleven. wearing this tightly dressed outfit. You get some. I'll, I'll let you know once we're done. <laughs> what, what is this place? Is this a hotel? Let's just go. It's a hotel of sorts, but I think you've taken a wrong turn. It, why? Is it just because I don't, I'm not dressed the way that you're dressed? Is that what it is? Well, if you're interested in work, I have some <laughs> men who are very interested in a dominatrix. What? What is that? A woman like you would be quite weird. Like, what do you mean? What I mean, darling, is that men will pay you money for you to walk all over them. Walk all... you mean kill them? <laughs> I, I mean, I do have a weapon, but these men, they're very... they're not that, even wearing armor. Like, that I don't understand. Ten steps from killing. <laughs> okay, so severely maim them then. So, with different steps in mind here, but a bit farther back from that. Like bruising. Uh, my yes. friend is, is 
pretty hardcore. Maybe we should just go. Wait, we haven't dealt with the bard yet. I want a word with well, him. It's, it's not even worth it. You know, bard? It's... Tell you what, if you leave, I will talk to Bard personally. Yeah, personally. It's very dishonorable to call any woman a... What was the word again? A butthead. A butthead. See, she kind of snickers a little bit. <laughs> Is there something funny about that? It's a very funny word. I'll be honest. But... I don't really know what it means. It's not a word we use where I'm from, but I assume it's some kind of insult. Yes, just imagine your butt where your head is. What? Maybe Honey, this what place is Come this on. very weird to tell you something about a dominatrix or men like to get severely beaten? And she grabs Nurika's well, hand as well, like trying to pull honey, her towards wait, the like, door. Wait, wait. Come on. Yeah. The, 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 the lady turns around and she goes, Susan! And the, the big minotaur comes walking over. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about my friend. That's... She's very sensitive and Tell. stop calling people buttheads. I, I... <laughs> Come on, sweetheart. Let's let's go. You're you're all a bunch of buttheads. This whole place. Fine. I'm going. <laughs> and she stomps off. Uh, and it, you can hear some laughing from behind you, but it doesn't <laughs> seem like like they're <laughs> like taking jabs at you or anything. It just seems kind of like. Light haired laughing at the whole butthead. <laughs> Calling everyone buttheads. So, what did Honey get out of that? You got, let's see here. Let's say you pocketed a, a wand of silver ring with a fairly large paradox in it. Does Donoriko know she stole it, or is Donoriko too busy getting angry to notice? Uh. Yeah, you were too busy there at the moment to see that she was stealing anything. Full perception check. 17. 17. Hey, you see, honey, looking at a ring that she has. Where did you get that? My father gave that to me. <laughs> your father gave that to you? Mm-hmm. Really? Sometimes your... I look at it just to think of it. Was your father at that weird butthead place that we just came from? No. You take it while I was talking to whoever those weird people were. It's my dad's ring. If someone had it, I would take it back. Why don't you go return it then? Because it's my dad's ring. You know what? Fine. Thank but you for defending my honor. Let's. <laughs> tonight's ale is on me. Let's see what else is around here. All Which right. All right. But but please, let's not go to weird places like that. You know, there was that alley back there. That looks a lot more inviting than weird. Whatever that centaur was doing, and just the weird, scantily dressed people, I have no oh, idea. Let's just not tell the guys about that. Okay. And, uh, What's this dominatrix thing that the lady was telling me about? Can you explain that a little bit? I, I don't understand what she was saying. <laughs> it, it might go over your head. Well, I'm not stupid. <laughs> well, no, you're just very honorable. Is it dishonorable? Did she insult me? Oh no, it wasn't an insult at all. Okay then, fine. All right, we better we better get going. I don't know where do you want to go next. Just let's go check this out. 
So after yeah, walking around the city for a little while, you guys all meet back at the tavern. Say it's getting fairly late. It's probably just past supper time, so about six, seven-ish maybe. Had some adventures throughout the day in the city. You've seen the sights and everything. Um, I've seen the sights all night. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you are back in the tavern. Are we all at the tavern? Like all of us together now? Yes. Unless, unless anyone else had anything else they wanted to do. do. Do you know what this weird place was that we went to? It was some big house or something they call a house, and there's all these people there, and I don't know, there's a centaur doing something, I don't really know. No one was wearing a lot of clothes. This is a cultural thing that I'm just and not understanding. Just shaking her head. So this woman, she called me a, a, a dominatrix, that it would be... Something that I should consider for the future? Is this a career option? What it, What is she talking about? You can be rather crass sometimes. Crass? Excuse me? Mm, quite forward. Forward, and yes, but... Strong-willed? Is that what a empowered? dominatrix is? is, that, is yes, that, it's, it's a compliment. Yes, it's, it's what a dominatrix is. Oh. I met a couple of dominatrixes in the forest, I think. In the forest? Do they live there? Oh, well, yeah. How often do you see them? All the time. They're part of my my clan. So are they like a forest? Strong-willed women. Are they forest women? Well, these are, yeah. So they just live there and you just go see them anytime? Sure, all the time. Breakfast, supper time, I'll see a dominatrix. Oh, last times they're in the forest. <laughs> Does it, is it okay after? Do they? I heard something about yeah, being they, beaten up. Oh no, I never got beaten up. No. No. We have supper together. Yeah. They can control the situation. Well, I'm very um, good at that. Yes. The you know dominating. That's what a dominatrix does. They can dominate a situation. They can control a situation. They're strong. Make a good stew. Yes. <laughs> Make a good stew. Yeah. So, so like a samurai. Where did you take her? It's a long story. Look at this ring. She shows it to him under the table. Well, Doran, why why haven't I met these dominatrixes that you know? Then maybe they can help us. Maybe maybe they're maybe they should. Would anyone like a drink? Yeah, uh, that's yeah. some food. I'm a little hungry. What do dominatrices drink? Do they do they drink wine? Is there is there something special about what they do? Yeah, my sister's a dominatrix, and she's a, a forceful woman, and she'll drink. We make our uh, we make the alcohol from steel, so perhaps we try that. As soon as you mention alcohol, Brunor kind of ears perk up, and he sends over a barmaid with stuff, and he's, you know it's all in the house from uh, Gundren and Silvar. They pay for your rooms and everything, you guys. Drink. Wow. Hmm. Thank you. No. Was it because they knew I was a dominatrix? I'm sure it was. You'll probably get your own room too because of it. Really? Is this a special title in these lands? If you, if you got a room yourself and just quietly, can I, can I sleep in your room and try to get away from that god awful snoring? Alright, Doran, simply because I pity you and, uh, you know, he tends to. Very loud, and, and then, apparently Honey doesn't seem to care. So fine. I can still sleep in your room, right? Doran's gonna point over to Doran's gonna point over to Noriko and just kind of gesture to Bruno. Bruno, I'm gonna sl- I'm gonna sleep with the dominatrix tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Is it an honor to be in the same room as the dominatrix? Bruno's eyebrow <laughs> arches like halfway up his forehead as he looks at you too. 
All right. <laughs> well, I'm going to head up and wash up then if we're getting ready. Mm. I, I don't think I have possum, but I, we can make sure that Bruno brings over some food. If you know? I would love that. I would love that. I'll be back there momentarily. And I'll yell over to Bruno. Food, Bruno. Just dinner, whatever you have. Feldon, right. well, we were finding out about me apparently being a very good dominatrix. Where did you go? Um, to be honest, uh, I went to uh, I went to pray. You went to pray. Yes, I'm a paladin. That's what paladins do from occasion. You find um. You went to a temple. Solace in prayer. Well, yeah, I went to a church. Yeah, a, a church. You mm. mean a temple, right? Is that the same thing? I'm assuming in your land that's what a mm. church is. Yes. We have temples too, depending on the god that you pray to. Hmm. We call them temples at where I'm from, but a church, I suppose, is very similar. Did you find what you were seeking there? I I prayed. I I hope I did. I won't know. Timora did not personally speak to me, but sometimes you just go to find a little peace in madness. That's what I did. You could look for a dominatrix. I heard they're at that manor. Maybe that would be, that's kind of the opposite of peace. That whole place was just so busy. As food's being set down on the table. <laughs> the same elf maid that was working before is kind of like giving you all a very kind of strange look. <laughs> I'm giving honey that very strange look. Just drop it kind of, kind of gestures. <laughs> After she puts food on the Doesn't table, she takes a pitcher and fills up all your mugs. Mm. That is a nice ring. Thank you. My father gave it to me. I bet oh, he did. did he? Hmm. Did he now? Yeah. So, um, what else did you ladies do? You just went to a well, domineering house, apparently. Oh, is that what they call it? A domineering house? It was oh. a beautiful house. It had a lovely I garden. I bet it was. And Red lights everywhere? No, no. Red curtains, perhaps? No, lots of shiny golden buckles on the guys. Is it custom for people to oh, not I wear clothes? Is like, not a lot of clothes in these pots? Like, it, it was very interesting. Depending on the house you visit, I would say. Also, the bars in that place... Oh, the bard was awful. Called her a what was that word again? Butt, butt, something. Butthead. A but butthead. that's okay. He's a bard, right? They're kind of, they're kind of like that. They're loud mm. and obnoxious, yeah. Yeah. So really, like, let's drop. Look at how good this food looks. It does mm. look right? fantastic. And with that, Doran's gonna rejoin the group. Yeah. Oh, Doran, right in time <laughs> for dinner, of course. Well, I timed it perfect. I had to wash the filth of the city off, mm. but um, <laughs> ready to eat. What is this again? What is this food? Yes, it's just uh, it's like a a roast, potatoes, onions, carrots, very like food of the people. Nothing very fancy, but but well made. I'm sure it's not what you're accustomed to. Just close your eyes, pretend it's fish. That's right. Pretend it's fish. Well, you know, suppose that's the thing about traveling is we have to experience something a little different, right? That's right. Maybe not possum, but no, it's it not, is at least cooked. That's right. It's not nothing quite so rich as that, but this will do. Hmm. It's it's hot and uh, smells pretty good. We have all been eating and drinking for a while. I want you all to roll Constitution saving throws. <laughs> Disadvantage. <laughs> okay. 
Oh, <laughs> I wish it was advantage. Would be yeah, I got twenty. <laughs> got so nine. 10, Thirteen. The three of you start to get very, very tired. Very tired. It's only just your ability checks. <clears throat> well, Dorn, I think having less than two hours of sleep last night has certainly taken its toll on me. Yeah, I was. Um, I, I ran into a gnome for the first time, and he said, "Follow the money." Okay. Uh, you remember when we met and I said I, I ran into some mountain bears about five miles north, north, west? That's how you give directions. When you say follow the money, I was walking in circles. <laughs> what? Uh, this, this day of coin, I'm following the money. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I am, I am exhausted. You, you were following? I am never. You, you follow the stream, I'll follow a crow, but follow the money. It's just this big circle. What do you um, mean follow the money? That's what, it makes no damn sense. But that's known for you. May, may, may I clarify? Yeah. Um, follow the money was, um, you saw people that weren't dressed very well, you know, a little bit dirtier than sure. some of us. Follow the money would have been you find the nicest dressed person and follow them. That's the money. But he didn't say that. Nah, it's he assumed you knew. Foolish man. <laughs> <laughs> right, look, I gotta, yes, I gotta take my leave. I, think, I, I am beat. Yeah, I better, I better go to. I mean, well, at least we have like, our own separate space for the snoring. Do you think? Do you think you can go through the walls? All right, we'll likely find out. Well, it's better than being in the same room. I gotta head up. I'm yeah. gonna fall asleep at the table. She yeah, gets you, up from her chair and. As you get up there, you realize you do not have separate. <laughs> you're, in the same, you're in the same old room, but you're so tired. Uh, you know what? Fine. Matter. Just when I Fine. thought the city couldn't disappoint me. You can, okay, I'm going to divide the room in half. You get your half of the room, and I get my half of the room. Fair enough. I've got if enough to Anything that's living or dead in your bag stays on your half. I guarantee you that. Okay? <laughs> And don't wake me up because I do not want to be waking in the middle of the night. I get extremely cranky when that happens. Honey, you as well? Yeah, just kind of trip crawling up the stairs very clumsily and crawling back into my very comfortable bed that I slept in yesterday. Felden, you feel super sleepy, but you just made that save. And you, you kind of shrug it off a bit, and you're like, oh, just didn't, almost didn't feel right. Roll a perception check. Hmm. With disadvantage, because you are drunk. Oh. I just feel like probably like a five. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you don't notice anything untowards. You're pretty drunk, though. Everyone else has gone to sleep. Night is here, so what would you do? I think I'll get up and I'm gonna try and walk back up to where the, the churches are. I'm gonna see if I can walk further down. See if I can find a left the church one more time. All right. All right. So you walk out the door, and you're about. 
20 feet down the sidewalk. There's not a whole lot of traffic at this time of night. It's quite dark out. You hear some footsteps behind you. You turn around, it's the elf girl from inside. And she kind of says, hey, hey. And she runs up and she's going to try and stab you. So roll initiative. Oh. <laughs> Two. So it's like you came out of the tavern and you're kind of walking down this dark area. Apparently I offended her. <laughs> Gave that stupid woman a whole silver. <laughs> so she attacks but misses. She definitely misses. You have a disadvantage on your attacks. You can be drunk. I'm going to do an uh, unarmed strike at her. I have not drawn my sword yet. Of course. You got lucky. Shit, you swept 22. 22? Mm. That was with disadvantage? Mm. Wow. I rolled a natural 20 the first time. And then a 16. It's just 5 damage. Alright, yeah, you hit. So that's an unarmed attack? Yeah. What is it like a big? It just, I just, <coughs> just a jab. slap her or punch her in the face. But I'm probably that's what I'm gonna do. She's close enough, and I'm just going backhand. Backhander. <laughs> just a backhand bitch slap right across her face. <laughs> right. So yes, you smack her, and uh, passive perception of fourteen. As you hit her face. It's almost like on X-Men with uh, Mystique and her blue skin. You almost see this bluish kind of ripple go over the face. And then she kind of snarls at you. She misses her first attack. Her second attack is a 19 to hit. That is. All right. You take five points of damage. And roll another con save. With disadvantage. It was a three. Yeah, it was a three. Is it three? Yeah. Alright. Three plus three. Thank you. So as you feel the blade sink into you, your eyes become heavy. And you fall asleep. And you don't know how much time passes. But you're all awaken. Are we back at the tavern? No, you're not. Oh, we're not at the tavern. Sure not. You're all awakened in cells. All of us? Two oh. in a cell. Oh. So it's Doran and Honey? Yeah. The doors are closed on these. It looks like they're <laughs> open, but they're closed. And uh, you awaken, and there's a bit of light like some uh, bioluminescent lichen that's kind of growing along the floor and on the walls you can see black veins kind of pulsing through the where the mortar of the bricks should be. So am I in a cell with Felden? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Honey, are you dead? What the? Huh? Honey, wake up. Why, why am I in your room? What kind of room do you have? Felden, how well, did you is... get here? What is ambushed. going on? I was, uh, <clears throat> I was ambushed. What do you mean? What, what, where are we? What 
It appears we're in prison. Oh, not again! I, I barely got any sleep last night. Yes, okay. there's enough light that you can make up your forms. It's okay. very dim. We gotta get. We have to get out of here. How do we get out? Where's the? I can't seem to get the door to open. Doran's gonna pull his door to try to pull it open. As you do, they're kind of clink, and they're you know they're securely locked. I can't get it open. Before. As you two are there, though, you look down, kind of this. Uh, door here, this doorway, and you can see like there's like almost like an operating table. What on it is laying a dwarf. A dwarf woman. Felden, I don't think you want to see this, but there's there's something going on in that room down the hallway. There's, is it locked? Is the door locked? Yeah, the door's locked. And uh, there's some poor Felden, there's someone there. on the table in there. And can Honey fit through the bars as tiny as she is? No. No? no. Doran? Honey? She can try and uh, pick the lock? Yes. Yes, you can try and pick the lock. Okay. Doran, is that um, you? I thought I heard you. I'm to pick the lock. I'm going to lay on hands and remember my HP. Felden, right. what happened? Who attacked you? Well, I'm not sure. You don't know? Uh, you need to roll a uh, lock picking. But you should have that as a rogue skill. On the, the app and on the website, it doesn't come up. I usually tie it to uh, either stealth or... Your sleight of hand. Okay. So what do we what do we have <coughs> your proficiency bonus? Yeah, it's your proficiency bonus plus your dexterity. Do we have our weapons on us or no? No, all of your armor and weapons and everything has been stripped. Okay. From you. Oh, okay. So you're just in your clothes. All of your potions, everything's gone. Only eleven. Eleven? Yeah. You're trying, but you just can't <coughs> in there deep enough. So as you're Kind of looking down through that doorway towards this dwarf that's on this operating table, you guys see a an individual in blue robes with red trim carrying a staff that looks almost like it's made of glass or it's made of some type of steel, maybe. And he walks up and he kind of just stands there overlooking it. Rico grabs the bars and tries shaking them and yelling at the weird guy in the robes. Hey! Shh! You gotta keep it down, though. He turns around, and he looks at you, and he's like, Don't worry, your time is coming. I don't think so. Let us out of here. Her time's coming. I, I didn't shake the bars on our side, so... Doran! Keep it down, Doran. And then a uh, priest holding a, looks like a bone staff, walks up to this dwarf woman laying on this operating table. And he clutches in his hands a uh, like ceremonial dagger. And he starts like reciting words louder and louder and louder. Felden, what are they doing? Yes, <clears throat> they're doing that. Can I feel around the cell just to see if I get a sense of like air coming in aside from the door? Mm-hmm. Are they are they sixty feet away? No. Well within sixty feet. So they're closer? Yeah. Okay, um, I'm going to use my divine sense and see if there's anybody that is celestial fiend or undead. So as you do that, the priest that's here definitely pings as undead. The walls, like the veins that are in the walls, you get almost like a fiendish feeling from them. This is not a good place, everyone. Well, we have to get out of here. Maybe, maybe Dorn, I can... as you're like patting the walls, you can feel like the veins kind of pulsing underneath your hands as you're feeling along and they're like sticky almost and like when you pull your hand away it's like they have these little tendrils that kind of grab onto you like they don't want you to go away but you're able to pull yourself off enough that they don't get a hold on you 
as you kind of pat along. Are you okay? Uh, oh, God, well, I'm covered in this goo. I'm going to start wiping my hands on my pants. <laughs> what happened? And the cells are old, but they're well-made. Mm. Like, this was probably an ancient dwarven jail cell here. Now, I don't think we're getting out of here, honey. And I, got a, I got a stupid question, but how are you at hand-to-hand fighting? I believe all my weapons be are better. taken away. Yeah. Did they find my box? Yeah, everything's gone. Okay. Just yeah. wait till I get my hands on them. As you say that, his voice, the priest's voice, rises to a crescendo and he plunges the dagger down. I'm assuming from the sound of that they're trying to resurrect a body. Resurrect a body? Resurrect or some type of ritual. This is not a nice place here. Now, is there any way out of your cell? I've been looking around. All there is vines on our end, but no no other way in or out. What do you got over there, Phil? Gate. Like a cell door? Yeah, there's a cell door. Can I try it? Shake it. Open it to him. Yeah. You can grab onto it and you start shaking it. It's securely locked, but there is like a bit of wiggle room, like a clunks. Definitely. Yours, the other cell as well. There's a bit of a clink. Maybe we can pull it open. All of you guys, all four of you, hear a voice in your head. Don't draw attention to yourselves. What was that? Did you hear that? Yeah. I'll get you out of here. Who is it? Hello? Do you you think they're telling the truth? I don't know. Well, I'd rather trust them than. Those guys over there with the weird table thing going on. So as these two are over top of the operating table doing whatever it is that they're doing to the dwarf, a blue-skinned figure comes in. Oh, it's gold. <laughs> as it does, it looks at you, Felden, and then uh, its form shifts and it turns into that elvish barmaid. She winks, smiles, and she has perfect teeth, which... You think back that maybe the other one didn't. And then as it looks Hello, at you, friend. its form changes again, and you're looking at yourself. What is going on? That's who attacked me last night. When I get out of here... Hey, you, you! I will make your she life points hell. at it. Come here. I don't have any weapons, but it doesn't mean yeah. I still can't hurt you. And it looks at you, and then its form changes, and it looks like you. You're looking to a mirror. Felden, what is that thing? I don't know. Assuming a shapeshifter of some sorts. How did we kill it? That's a good question. Like we do anything else. Well, they took all of our weapons. You have hands. Alright, fine. You guys, the and voice then, said not to draw attention to ourselves. And then it walks away. After taking the report. Where did it go? Did you see which way it went? And then uh, the priest and the uh, the now Nori unload the dwarf off of the slab and carry it off somewhere. The wizard that's in the blue robes walks in the opposite direction and disappears. You guys are left alone, <coughs> as far as you can see. Nori, do you have anything that can tell you apart from what just took your face? No, they, they took uh, all of my stuff. No, I mean like a scar or something that if we get out of here and you and it are next to each other, how are we going to be able to tell you from it? Well, does it take your memories too? I don't know. Probably not. You're sort of looking across, did we see this happen? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you all saw it. And it didn't, but it didn't see Connie. 
Hmm? It didn't see Doran and Honey. It knew you were there, but it was kind of whoever was, like, Felden, the doppelganger dealt with. So mm-hmm. it was like, I'm going to take your farm first, and then I'm going to kind of feed off your fear. Sure. Well, it, it should know the code word, remember? That, that, that thing that they called me. How would it know that? You know, dominatrix. Good point. As you guys are discussing this, what you guys first appear to see looks like a goblin. It's another one of those things, I think. Very wrinkly, long nose, sloppy ears, and as does he have, do I have the keys? Mm-hmm. He comes up to the door and says, I'm gonna try and help you guys. What? And then as he's like unlocking this door, Killing everyone. You see, yeah, <laughs> you see his his form change, but it's not like the doppelganger. It's more like a shimmer, and then you see a little taller, smooth green skin. His ears are more pointed. It's very. I don't know how to describe his face. Narrow, very angular, like a, like a goblin face, but like it's, it's nicer than a goblin. Yeah. Face. Ha- handsome creature. Yeah. <laughs> God. So he unlocks the door. He's like, I'm gonna get you guys out of here. I know where you guys' weapons are stashed. All I ask is that you guys take me out of here and just protect me. Please. Felton, how do we know he's not one of those shape shifting things that's gonna he's kill just us? us out. Right. Yeah, yeah, so I unlock that door completely. I unlock the other door completely. I kind of like look over to make sure that no one's coming or anything. No. Let's go. I know that, that the way. they will be by soon, though. Yeah. Okay, so guys, follow me. And I lead them out. <clears throat> it leads you through this back corridor to this storage area that's lit by some very low, glowing tallow candles. The scent of the candles is kind of suffusing the whole area, and it smells quite bad. <sighs> like the my, tallow they use. My stone as well. So Everything, but yeah. as you kind of walk into this area in the back corner, you see all your stuff just kind of thrown in there. Like you guys were all stripped down, and then... Just take take, take what you need. This take smells worse than Doran's possum thing. Oh, what's, your, what's your name? I'm um, what? I think it's Mazara. Mazara. Possibly. Uh, yeah, roll a, uh, a history check. For what? Your race. I'm gonna start getting dressed. Do it with advantage. You're well traveled. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she would probably <clears throat> no. Okay. Yeah. History. What's gonna happen? So I, I'm I'm getting dressed yeah. and grabbing my stuff. I'm gonna search for this to make sure that it's with my things. All right. So with an eleven, uh, you've heard of these type of goblins. <laughs> uh, the name kind of escapes you, but you know that they're not. I think they're goblins, but they're not the goblins everyone's heard of or dealt with. They're in this kind of offset. It's kind of like doppelgangers and changelings. Changelings are the good doppelgangers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So she's being quiet and kind of gathering her things, following instructions. Dorn's gonna run over, grab his bow. He's like, yeah. oh, I missed you. <laughs> Just start to <laughs> make sure everything looks intact. Yeah. yeah. You guys find all of your stuff, but there is a big pile of things here. Like this, you guys aren't the first 
group of adventurers. Nuriko puts on her armors, trying to get it on as quickly uh, as possible. I'll quickly take a look and see if there's anything that might be able to help. We should all take a look. Yeah, whose stuff is armor. this? I'm just going to keep nudging. Please hurry, hurry. There's, yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of stuff in here, guys. So, nice. going off the amount that he wants you to rush to get through, I'm going to say... Uh, you guys only have like one chance to like grab anything out of here. Uh, I'm going to 23. 23 for perception. Or, yeah. Unless it's an investigation. Which would you like me to do? Perception or investigation? Yeah. Which one are we picking? Uh, just, I was just going to do luck. Just straight luck rolls. So it's just a 19. 19. You pick it. Me? <laughs> yes, you. You let me out. Potion of water breathing. Anyone else? She got a 12, but I don't know if that's. 12? Good. Yeah. I guess I get the mid range, or potentially. <clears throat> that could come in handy. What does the straight one get me? The board bends over, hits his head on the wall. <laughs> 10? Okay. Oh, what's this weird one thing I found? Well, let's we'll take a look outside. Let's go see. You've been here for a while, so you get one. Does everyone have everything? Yes, let's go. Let's get out of here. And yeah, I lead them through. Mazara, you said, right? Mazara. Mazara. What were they doing to that dwarf on the table? I'll explain. Better than than us. Once we get out of here. So before you leave the chamber here, though, uh, Mazara stops you all and kind of has you just wait. And as you're waiting, you see this drift by the door. It's floating about seven or eight feet off the floor. This giant bulbous eye with all these stalks off of it that are kind of looking around everywhere. It kind of drifts towards where the operating table is. And it leaves your vision. Did you guys see that? What was that, Mazora? Would I know what that is? Yes. Or would I just be like, that's... You know, that is the, like, overlord of this whole kind of dungeon complex. You know, that is uh, Balthazar. That's Balthazar. Is that a friend of yours? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we go kill him? No, because that's that's a very bad, bad, bad idea. We need to leave. But what if there's other people Let's here? Just go. There isn't. Trust me, I know. I think and we should I, listen to the man that says Only a coward runs. It's dishonorable. Yes, you can live to fight another day. we got to come up with a strategy if we're going. Let's get outside. All right, all right. We'll come back. So Mazar leads you through uh, this kind of maze-like dungeon. And the stonework changes from very well-made dwarvish to kind of rough-made dwarvish to just rough tunnels and into earthen tunnels and stuff eventually leading you guys into a chamber with just a giant central pillar with what looks like a giant hilt of a sword coming out of it. And on the other side of it is a doorway. The doorway is sealed right now. Honey kind of glances at the stranger. Do you know where we're going? Yeah, it's supposed to. The door is normally open, but it's closed now. Is there another way out of here that you know of? They always do 
these weird movings, movements on that pillar over there. Is there any traps down here? Anything we need to be aware of? You heard anything down here? Not that I know. Most of the time we're able to walk freely, but the door's closed. So that is the pillar. And beside the door, it's sealed right now with the giant grate, but beside the door there's like a an arm and a hand that's sticking out from it. Is it like alive? Does it look like the fingers are moving? No movement, it just looks like a carved statue of a hand. Just outstretched. <laughs> so just looking over there, can I do an investigation check just to see does anything in the tunnel look like it might collapse or any signs of like booby traps or things like that? Well a uh, survival check. Well, he checks there. Can I check the weird statue thing with the sword in it? Mm-hmm. That's at 18 for eighteen. So looking around, you immediately find scraps of like leather armor, bone, uh, some kind of fresh, some not so fresh, all kind of leading back into this area here where uh, there's just piles and piles and piles of dead goblins just torn apart, ripped asunder. They've been there for quite a while, fed on by numerous creatures, and there's essentially nothing left of them. It seems like the goblins, or some sect of goblins, has been trying to escape for a while here, but has not been able to. As you approach this giant pillar in the center, this kind of otherworldly voice echoes throughout the chamber. It says, The bringer of death, they crawl on your stairs, always so lonely. No mate in the lair. The children leave home with such haste for fear that their flesh their new mother will taste. On silken cords the daughters await, for trespassers meet a similar fate. If you see death, you must run in fear. One prick from their fangs, and pain is quite near. And honey just goes pale. She kind of recognizes. (laughs) You alright, honey? What's going on? I don't like this at all. Run from death? I don't run from death, no matter what it looks like. But I don't understand what this means either. You got, you got an idea, honey? What do you figure? Yeah, I think we should go the other way. Go the other go way. The other no, way. No, 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 no. This, this is the way out. We need to figure this out. But there's no, the, the door's sealed. There's no way to get through there. <clears throat> I'm going to go and look at the statue as well and see if I can... You see, you're looking at this giant pillar, you see these giant kind of rotating octagonal discs, six of them stacked on top of each other, and on each face is a letter. And they all kind of move and swivel as you kind of test them in either direction. Don't play with those. What What's going to happen? I've seen people move them, that's how the door opens. Well, then we got to try and move them. Which way, which direction did they try to move them? Do you remember? I've always been scared to look at my captor. I've got a five alarm hangover. <laughs> I don't have a mind for riddles at the best of time, but I'm going to take a look and see if. Do some of the letters seem more worn than others? Like, is there any sign that. Roll an investigation check. That's what I was going to check as well. Uh, do it with advantage as it helps you. <coughs> That is an It's going to be a 17. 17. You see kind of uh, on the ground, you see a spot worn from someone standing there. Like they stood in this one spot and rotated things around to a line in front of that spot. And that spot is kind of is facing the door. So I think we've got to do something moving this around. I think I'm on the right track. 
I think we need to spell a word. Spell a word. You must answer the voice. Answer the voice. What, no, what was it again? As you talking about fangs. Yeah. As you walk, as you kind of like more of you walk up to the pillar, the voice kind of echoes again, and it says the same riddle: uh, the bringer of death. They crawl on your stairs, always so lonely, no mate in the lair. The children leave home with such haste, for fear that their flesh their new mother will taste. On silken cords the daughters await, for trespassers meet a similar fate. If you see death, you must run in fear, one prick from their fangs, and pain is quite near. Is what am I? the ceiling visible? Looking up from the Look up, you have dark vision? Uh, I don't think so. No. My character has dark vision, though. She's got her... Your goggles? She... So Enrico puts her goggles on. What are you looking at, honey? Yeah. And when I'm you look up... something. When you look up, you see uh, some grates that are in the ceiling. Metal grates that are covered in spider webs on the inside. There appears to be some kind of, I don't know, holes or some kind of metal thing in the ceiling. Do you think we can crawl through there? Is there a way to get out through the ceiling, guys? I don't like this. I don't like this at all. I think we should listen to Mazaran. Let's see if we can answer this riddle. Now I'm not gonna go traipsing around. What did you see I, up there? There's some metal grates up there. I can it, see them with my goggles oh, on. What else though? Anything else? It looks like a bunch of cobwebs. Some spiders. Can I do some kind of like recollection check? See if I remember mm-hmm. anything. Yep. Would it be a certain check or just a straight roll? Roll an intelligence check. How often do we hear the riddle? 16? 17. 17? You. Maybe like bottom yeah. configuration. I'm also like four feet tall, by the way. Okay, you're I thought you were really tall. Yeah, no. <laughs> His mini is quite big, yeah. but he's small. Goblin size. Uh, yeah, from your times through and kind of glancing at it, thinking uh, back, you're able to grasp onto the idea that the last two letters of the word are ER. Okay, so I walk or kind of like rush over and start moving the letters to ER. So we're not going to go explore it, Gates. All right, I heard, you know there's a grade up there. Covered in cobwebs. I'm not, even if we were to get up there, I'm not going to go pushing through cobwebs and run getting bitten by spiders. And we already know Honey got attacked by spiders. I don't want to put her through that. And, and Honey's edging closer to Felton and like reaches out and pulls his leg. It's all right, Honey. I've got you. Well, if there's an E and an R that you changed it to, if I can get us out. I remember here. these letters. Hmm. Will you watch out for me? Awesome. I think I know what that word is. I think so too. Then you kind of got the hint at this mm-hmm. point? Okay. So will you be the one to. I'll turn it. Okay. I turn the word to. Spider. As you do, the sword comes loose. Look! And it's a giant sword, much bigger than like a great sword, even. You have quite a lot of strength, and you're still just barely able to hold this thing. It's made of like metal and stone. Dwarvish in make, but corroded and kind of corrupted over long centuries. Yep. But I know a giant sword. 
would I know where it goes? Yeah, yeah, you've been through here enough. You've seen it in the hand of, that's sticking out of the wall. Yeah, man, that's sitting there. I was going to tell you, it goes in the hand. That'll open the door. Put it in the hand, so... Put it in the hand. I just kind of help him drag it over. <laughs> Not much help, but there. <laughs> yeah, and you can see kind of grooves that are in the ground from the point of it that's been dragged over. And uh, as soon as it gets close to the hand, the hand kind of grasps it and pulls it into the wall. And it almost, almost molds into it. And then there's a pulse of kind of greenish power that goes off. And the gate opens up. But Doran, you also hear some stirrings coming from these goblin piles. As you turn around, you see several of them kind of rise to life and start shambling in your direction. Now, is the door now? Is there an exit? Do we have a? Yeah, the gate has opened. Okay, but this is obviously uh, something kind of set in place by that priest, like okay. a second. Uh, thing to stop people from intruding. Oh, we got company over there. Six of them, what do you figure? Let's go, can, let's go. We can, yeah, we can hightail it and get out of here, quick. Let's get out of here. Let's go. Are they in our path? No. No. Wait, so we're just going to, we're just going to leave them? Like, we're not going to fight them? Well, I said I'm going to be behind you every step of the way, but I'll go first this time. Don't worry, I'm going to head out make sure it's safe. Make sure it's safe? Why don't we just go fight them? And Honey's like out of there. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm following Honey. Yeah. Noriko's kind of standing at the very end, looking at everyone walking away. Or as she's running, I'll stop at the doorway and I'll kind of give like the hand motion, like let's go. <laughs> we will get vengeance. We need to leave now. Okay, let's go then. I'll leave last. All right. Shortly after you guys leave, the zombies fall back to the ground dead, their magical energy is spent. But at the same time that they fall down, back to dust, in a faraway cave, behind a waterfall, there's an old dragon. Hasn't had much sleep lately. And right now it slumbers, disturbed by a cloaked individual. And two of those blue-skinned creatures that you saw could take any form. The cloaked individual throws back her hood, and she is drow. Stands there, very powerfully built. The female uh, species of drow is always kind of bigger, stronger than the males. She's standing there quite proud of herself. And the dragon awakens and looks over at her, stalks angrily up towards her feet gouging into the ground. Boom, boom, boom. And he gets like almost to the point where he's going to bite at them, but stops. His nose is just right there and he breathes these giant gouts of breath. Just and it kind of blows back her robes even more and uh, the uh, doppelgangers that are on either side kind of cower back from it, but uh, she does not flinch. She says, ah, what's wrong now? The dragon kind of opens its rheumic eyes even more and stares at her and says, It's gone! You sent someone, you double-crossed me. Now, now, I would not do that. Do you know who took it? Do you have their scent? Do you have a name? I know who it was. 
There's three of them. There's another drow just like you. A human and a fae. She looks at him and goes, oh, that's interesting. And without another word, she throws like a, a bobble on the ground and explodes in a flash of light. And then as soon as the dragon reorients itself, they, three of them are gone. And the dragon roars out in outrage over being tricked yet again. Right. And your troop, after walking through the caverns for another hour-ish, backtracking, going forward, finding dead ends, you eventually make your way out into a hilly area just kind of east of Neverwinter. And looking out over the hills, you can see Neverwinter in the distance. The sun is coming up. And uh, you can see the dust being kicked up at the little tent cities on either side of the main road that goes through it. The day is yours. Well, I didn't get any sleep. I'm exhausted. But that felt like a lot. I haven't slept in two days. <clears throat> what was that about? And she turns to the newcomer. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure I don't know their whole plan. I was yeah. I was just brought in not that long ago. I was taken because I looked like them, but I don't like what they were doing. And and I thank you guys so much. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what what were they doing exactly? They don't. They didn't tell me anything. They just massacre massacre people and do horrible things to other people. And that big blob with the huge eye is the worst. Balthazar? Balthazar, yes. Well, shouldn't we just go back in and fight him? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. So we haven't fought anyone. We just we just ran from everything. That's a winning We're books. still alive. If you can call it that. I will call it that. <laughs> well, where were you before you fell into their company? My tribe was nomadic. We were all over the place, and we just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Do you have the tribe to return to? He just kind of <laughs> treads off. And she senses it's a sensitive subject. Take that as a potential no. Thank you That's for sad. rescuing us. What do they see when they look at you, besides the smooth-skinned problem? Uh, so, Dia wears actually like very... A very raggedy green cloak, almost covers like his, almost his whole body. But if you got, if you look closely, you can see his like studded armor is like very pristine. Like it's very well taken care of, very clean, unlike any other goblins or anything like you've seen. And you also see on his on his hip, there's a long sword, and at the center of the hip, there's a, a jewel, and it looks. It like changes color every so often, and you can see like lightning fissures kind of thicker through it sometimes. And the sword is also very well taken care of. And... <clears throat> it's a fine blade you have. Thank you. It was my mother's. <clears throat> there it is. I like that. What now? That's a good question. Are you sure we can't go back and just fight a little bit? Just, <laughs> just maybe one? I'm sure we'll have plenty of fighting. We're on our way to, um... Well, 
I don't even know what time it is right now, but we're supposed to be taking a small carriage to... Oh, man, you're right. Falconland. Oh, what time are we supposed to be there for that? I'm sure it's probably waiting for us. But can't we just get a few hours sleep? Or do we have to go? I'm sure you'd be able you to sleep, sleep on the carriage. Uh, Would you carriage. care to come with us? I have no rust to go, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little too eager, don't you think? Ah, uh, well, mm. for someone who probably lost his entire tribe, I... And saved our butts. She kind of takes an extra <laughs> long look at him and looks at Honey. Would you like me to lift him up? Look him in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> you could. You could. <laughs> he doesn't fight it or anything. <laughs> okay. Fine, fine, fine. Until he's used to being like treated like a goblin. Sorry again to hear about your your clan. You are more than welcome to travel with us. I appreciate that so much. There's gold in it for you. Wait, we're gonna share it with him? Oh yes, we've got what, 20% shared between all five of us for the first round, and then 15% after that, that's 5% to stop, and 3% after. Every time we add a new person, though, our individual percentages seem to decrease, though. That's but true. our likelihood of survival. Honestly, is right now, I don't care about gold. I just want protection right now. And I advise us to... These are the guys for that. I can tell <laughs> he looks like he can shoot He's straight. Very capable. Well, in these parts, they call me a dominatrix. I think that means someone who's very strong. So I don't know what that is. I don't really know either, but but I think that's what I am. And if you're looking for a dominatrix to protect you, then I won't let anyone lay a finger on you. I look around, see how it went. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing my best not to laugh. <laughs> Shall we? Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, you make your way back to Neverwinter. It's no problem. As we're like almost walking into town, I cast my mask of many faces and I turn into like a gnome to kind of blend in. And Honey does a big double take. It's, yeah, it's not like it's, yeah, and it's once again like that shimmer. It's not. It's magical. It's not like a physical change. I spent thirty minutes chasing a coin because you, you know the best. You look surprised. Like, what? <laughs> I had a bad experience in the market. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so you make your way in through the kind of northern gate, let's say, that's the closest one to the tavern where you're supposed to pick up the cart. You make your way in. Everyone can roll a perception check as you're walking up to the tavern. Ten. That is a twenty-five. It's a nice. twenty for me. And that one. That's a six. I'm just, I'm just, just scared. Just a short one. Right? I'm just, We're closer yeah. to the ground. We don't have that. So what did you get? Ten. Ten? Right. Who's the tallest of everyone? I want to say yeah. I'm just sticking by him. Like, right, right <laughs> Distracted. <laughs> <laughs> you did, you did not I keep, like, looking over him. <laughs> Doran and uh, you see, as you're walking up, down the uh, fairway, quite a ways, you see yourself walking towards the tavern with three other individuals. And... Hold on, hold on, everyone. Did you see that? No. How did you see? You saw? Yeah, you saw it. Like, gives him a face. That was... But it wasn't me. Well, is that, is that same doppelganger that we saw? It's back again. We have to go there now. I agree. Let's go. 
So she takes off running. Look like they get more red. And I, let's go. She takes off running. She's mad now. You, hey, you're not. That's not me, but hey, you, me, you. As she's running up, uh, Spider-Man me. (laughs) (laughs) As she's running up, uh, anyone who's got Arcana as a skill or History as a skill can roll. (laughs) Nine. Right. So with a nine, here's a one plus. My history is three, so four. four. So with a nine, I would say that you know not a whole lot about doppelgangers, but you know that they can be fairly powerful, but so not out of... Are we are we far enough away that the doppelganger did not hear her? Yeah, has not spotted you guys yet. Okay, so I tell you, let's just shut hey! up! What? Shut it! What? Doppelgangers are tricky. They know we're coming, she just changes her form, and then we lose her. Look, from here I could part her here with this arrow. The element of surprise is on our hand. Again, I would suggest not yet. It's pretty surprising to get an arrow in the back of your head. It, it is. <laughs> but let's say you almost nearly kill her. Never happens. Mostly kill her. And she changes form. Okay. And we lose her. But in the crowd. I want to get my hands on her and strangle the life from her body. So you want to strangle me because she's she's me right now? Not you. You're a dominatrix. I want the doppelganger. The other (laughs) D-word. Oh. It's alright. Let's get closer, have the element of surprise, and kill these fucking assholes. Agreed. Let's go. 